Note. Throughout this episode, I intersperse some recordings from my previous mediumship reading with Carol. When you hear this sound, the following section will be a segment from that recording. A shortened version of that sound will mark a switch between different parts of the mediumship recording. The podcast episode itself will continue following the longer version of that same sound. For reference, when I got in touch with Carol to arrange this mediumship recording, I gave a fake name and greatly exaggerated my scepticism and doubt toward mediumship as a whole. The reason I did this was purely to provide a control for any potential fraudulent activity, however slight the risk may be. Although this certainly wasn't necessary for Carol, mediumship as a whole is rampant with various fraudulent activities, so always be sure to do your due diligence when researching a mediumship reading for yourself. But without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. I was always very much, once you die, you die. What we are is the brain, that's it, gone forever. All this mediumship, it's all fraud, it's all nonsense. Anyone that believes it is just a wishful thinker. Um, but after that happened and the anxiety started, the, the anxiety was focused around health and death. And the idea of death, because of what I believe, the idea of death and not existing for eternities frightened the pants off me. So I started looking, looking at it and I came across, I think, near-death experiences first which didn't really do much for me until I started seeing the veridical perception, which is where people go out their body, see things that they shouldn't be able to see whatsoever. Um, and that kind of piqued my interest. So then I started getting into evidential mediumship and the Winbridge Institute and things like that. Um, and I, I, yeah, I changed my mind, really. But I've always been, you know, very, very sceptical of everything, but not cynical, you know. I, I, and I think more... sceptical is actually healthy, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Um, it is, Darren is your real name. Is Darren it? is my real name. Yeah. I can call you Darren and they're not going to say you who you're talking to. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can call me Darren. Yeah, because um, as as I think we're recording. Yeah, so as we're recording, we'll, we'll, go, we'll say, you know, I, I did, we did have a reading, didn't we, um, a few weeks ago. And I gave you a false name and, and not false information as such, but kind of exaggerated my scepticism. So this is the 19th of May, 2023, and this is with Joel, and my name's Carol Green. For the benefit of the recording, I just put out the tarot cards and what we call a self-crossword. As I explained, I intuitively read them. Um, just to kind of get rid of any possibility of any, because that's just that's just how I how I do things. Better safe than sorry, you know. Now, well, of um, course, I mean, I immediately researched you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but you never know. You never know. I've, I've, as I say, I've, I've had readings with people who have clearly done that. Um, so nowadays, I'm just kind of extra, extra careful. See, with I, I find, I find that really odd because it's like, well, yeah, okay, you can research people, but I couldn't be bothered for one. No, no. And two, how on earth, unless they write it all down, do they remember all the information? That's right. Yeah, yeah, and especially because the reading I had it was with one, one specific woman. Who I, I should have known better, but I did tell her about seeking eye and all that. And of course, she had the name, so she was able to look it up. And, and she got things that were, of course, dead on, um, but other general things that were just, you know, you, you could tell. Um, but yeah, so as I say, and I gave you the name Joel and everything else, and you were 
I mean, I showed the reading to mum afterwards or you know, gave her the, the audio and she said, yeah, ev- everything was, was spot on. Even with, you know, you brought my granddad through. As I said to you before I put the recording, I, I did feel I had a gentleman join me. I would put him more on grandfather's level because he feels of that generation. I know that he's a, <laughs> he makes me chuckle. So I know he's got what I call a dry sense of humour. Um, and, and, and a little bit of a wit, shall we say. But he's not one of those jokey people all the time. It's just this dryness that comes out sometimes. I know he's a hard-working man, and I feel he would have always been hard-working, but he's very much of his generation. Because mm-hmm. that sort of covers quite a bit, doesn't it, where you say that. And I would want to say that he's what I call a gentleman, because he's got those ethics you know, he's he's polite to people he doesn't know, you know, he's respectful and all of those sorts of things. But I feel a lot of the time it's more about how people perceive him rather than how he really is. Because if I put him behind closed doors, I feel him a little bit different. Do you understand what I mean when I say that? I, I, I do. I'm not sure how I can relate that to any of my relatives. I'm I'm, I'm just asking him to give me a bit more information. I do feel that this gentleman has been in the spirit world for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going back quite a bit. Because I just said to him, he's not understanding. He said he didn't know me that well because I've been gone for so long. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And it's almost like that mindset of he's, he's, he's done his work, done his responsibilities. So when he's in his home, he's like, I'm going to be sitting down and uh, we've got that old school attitude of the wife doing the work and the dinner. Some things in this work are a little bit obvious generationally wise. All right. So he is a little bit old school like that. But I can't take away the fact that I feel that people around him and outside the home were very respectful of him because of who he was. And um, that he has quite a a different, I say a different type of character because it is this... um, how can I say, slightly more opinionated and um, not in a bad way. And this sort of wit that I've got with him when he's comfortable in his own home, his own surroundings. Mm-hmm. But he does like things done like this. Yeah. Got to be yeah. done right and correctly and, and stuff. And I feel as though I have a, a chest condition with this gentleman. But I also feel I have a problem around the heart area. And I know that he had a condition that took him into the spirit world, but I feel as though he went reasonably quickly. Mm -hmm. I haven't got like a sudden, but I've got reasonably quickly. Okay, yeah. I mean, I can can kind of place that loosely. It was her dad. She said, yeah, that was dead on. I take a name because I want to be polite and call you something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, you, if you're doing a public demonstration, you don't know the name of the person that you're going mm. to. No, that's right. But, you know, it's about politeness in a private one-to-one. Um, and I just always ask, you know, what is right for this person? It's not for me to choose what is right for them. I always ask, mm. obviously, for a, a loved one's contact. It's important that you're what I call healthy sceptic, which is quite different from being judgmentally sceptic, where you're yeah. trying to test and, and, and put people under pressure, which is in any profession, it's not very nice, is it? It's not. I think I think the word scepticism has been vastly misused now to basically mean believing something other than 
you know, what we do for no good reason. I mean, 90% of these sceptics have never looked at the science of mediumship or of consciousness or of anything else. It's just kind of pub, you know, publicity. Um, well, we know that it's all in the brain. Um, we don't, but they say we know it's all in the brain, so therefore, well, this must be nonsense, and therefore, we're not going to really look at it. Whereas, you know, we like to say, well, A, we don't know the brain produces consciousness. That's complete speculation. And also, stuff happens that shouldn't, if that were true. And it's been shown to happen in blinded studies. You know, what, what more can you get than that? I mean, there's been, there has been over the years, I couldn't name them, but I mean, reputed to be some very, very good, authentic um, studies. And um, I know Gordon Smith, you know, is extremely mm. well done, well known medium. He he would volunteer himself for any kind of, you know, study like that, and has done. Mm-hmm. Because has. there is a side to it. There there comes a point where it meets. And I often say, you know, if we could meet together with an open mind, we might even find, you know, a lot more about ourselves, might we? Absolutely. I mean. Yeah, I think unfortunately it's met with criticism on on kind of both sides of the extremes with the, the hardcore materialism, not necessarily science, but the philosophy of materialism. It's met with it's impossible, so it must all be a scam. On the other side, you've got it's demonic and it should be avoided. So you really need to be in the middle to be scientific enough to realise that there's something going on that needs to be understood, but also on the other side that, you know, it's not necessarily demonic and it, it's a it's a part of nature that we need to understand it's not demonic it's not evil it's just some part of of being part of life that as of yet we don't understand a bit of an evolutionary process isn't it mm. i mean i can only speak for myself um i wouldn't do it if i didn't believe it because i wouldn't mm. Mm. and uh you're not going to know everything. It's just impossible to know everything. You can form opinions based on your experience and what you've seen and heard, but it is only an opinion, and that could get changed the week after. Mm. One of my teachers used to say that to me. My opinion at the moment is this, but next week it may be different because I may mm. have more knowledge. And that's exactly how we sh- how we should be. That is what science is. It's it's the it's the I mean, people seem to think that's, or seem to say that science is a method, whereas I would say it's not. It's a process of of learning what we don't already know and investigating what we don't know and changing our opinions. I mean, as I as I said at the start, you know, I, I was always of the opinion that there's no such thing, and once you die, you die, and there's no survival. I changed my mind because I looked at it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's it. And it's finding the truth in a way that you can accept that makes sense to you because you're mm. an individual. Mm. So it may be in the same ballpark as other people of like mind, but it may not be exactly the same. And that's mm-hmm. good too, because mm-hmm. that's the way we all learn, isn't it? It's the way we all grow. Yeah. Um, one thing, I mean, you, you, the reason I got in touch with you was from a mutual friend of ours, uh, Lindy, who you read, I think, a few years ago. You probably won't remember how it would be. I think you read her once and it was a while ago. Um, but she got in touch and said, talk to Carol. She's, you know, she teaches mediumship. She's a, a, you know, a, a renowned medium she was very good with me <laughs> sorry so. i always laugh when people say that because <laughs> you know i'm just me <laughs> you're just you but you're certainly very good at what you do clearly so she and um you know lindy is very specific very particular with things if she doesn't think someone's any good she won't hmm. refer them so clearly you, you you hit a nerve with with lindy so she said yeah get in touch with carol she teaches it she knows exactly what she's doing 
And um, so, of course, you know, just to add that level of blindness, I came to you with a faint name with my kind of backup email address, which, as you say, you were surprised that your spirit team even allowed you to do so. So clearly my intention was okay. <laughs> well, that's the important bit, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, because I'd, I'd imagine a lot of people do that sort of thing in, to try and do a uh, catch you out sort of thing. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not bothered, actually. I mean, every every connection that you make is unique. Every connection can be different. Sometimes it works really, really well. Sometimes it's a bit of a struggle. And sometimes it doesn't work at all for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, as long as I can explore the reason privately and make sense of it, and if it is something perhaps I've done, perhaps I didn't set myself up properly, perhaps I was rushing, anything, mm. then I make sure that I would correct that. But if I'm given what I call a feasible, logical reason why this didn't work, then I can be quite happy. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas years ago, I would have done. Yeah, of course. I think one thing about mediumship that people very much misunderstand is that every message that you get through is kind of direct from the horse's mouth kind of sort of thing whereas it's an, it's a matter of interpretation on your part as well you know you still do have a mind and interpretation of things that may be incorrect in some cases um and people take that as as cold reading or fishing which some cases it is um but usually they're very obvious obviously so um, but I think what what really differentiates between cold reading and maybe misinterpretation is is the the depth of which other readings are correct, because you know you could get a hundred things wrong, but if you get one thing right that nobody knew about was so bizarre and so specific to one individual person that you're reading, I think the level of coincidence that that would have to be takes any you know reasonable doubt away, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's certain things about about my life that if you were to tell me even one or two key words, I'd think that there's that's it. You're genuine, you know. Mm. And and you were with my reading. I mean, fair enough. I did mention it first about my writing. Did your mate tell you? I I don't do think so. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm in the um, process of of writing a, a fiction novel. Um, that I've started as years ago, but I've just never had the motivation to really carry on with. Mm-hmm. Um, among other things, I'm also yeah. Sorry, you you went to say you're also what? I was just going to say I'm also kind of in um, in cryptocurrency investment, which is my main kind of income or my only income at the moment. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, exciting things just just launched a couple of days ago, which I'm hoping is going to be the uh, the main game changer. So it could be something around there. Well, definitely, as you said that, but when how it works when you're working, how it works is it either sits with you, as in the medium, it either sits with them or everything goes, huh? No, that don't mm. fit. So as you were talking, I actually got both of them fitting. Okay. Cool. I want to go, go back to the book because I've got, I'm being shown it as a series. <laughs> yeah. Not, not as a one-off. So remember yeah. that. So that it can, so you don't sort of suddenly go, well, I'll just do this one. It's like, no, remember to leave the open end so that you yeah. can make the series. It, it, it was always going to be a series of at least three or five books. Yeah. Oh, now you just beat me to it. I was going to say four or five and then you beat me to it. So you're on the right track. Let's be clear about that. And the nice thing is it's just the right size. So it's not too small. 
but it's not a great big tune that puts people off. All right. But I'm being um, it's being suggested that you ensure that you get the front cover right. How you envisage it, not how somebody who thinks they're cleverer thinks it was, should be like, because that'll make it sell. You know, somebody in the business might say, well, you know, that doesn't really work. And it's like, no, I know what I want. So you stick to what you want. Yeah. But you did then go on to say, no, it's going to be a series and it's going to do well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And some kind of more future based things. So we'll see what happens when when that happens. Um, but it'll yeah. always be in my mind to think back to it. Um, and that would have been guidance and encouragement, not fortune telling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do That's the other telling. thing. Mm. Yeah. I think I think that's the other thing that's misunderstood, isn't it? Where people assume that fortune telling is telling you what is going to happen as opposed to what you should do in order for this potential to play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, every every medium that works, it all from the same source, but because they're all individuals and their own senses which they use which you have to use in this work, may be stronger in one element than the other. Mm. But like you said, you know, if they've got it incorrect, and I teach my students, I said, you haven't made a mistake, you've just misunderstood. So you need to go back and reassess it and ask for some more information. Mm. And then perhaps sometimes the recipient isn't understanding the way you're delivering it or or the style of your delivery. So you might have to deliver the same information in a different way and then you can see them go, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. So yeah. there's all that humanistic element in it, that it is, life yeah. experience in it as well. But the, the main information is coming from your connection. Indeed. And as you say, now there are effectively there are two filters that that information has to pass through the mediums themselves to interpret the, what's being said or shown, then into the mind of the person through the medium's communication and they've got to then interpret what you're saying so it's, it's a two it's a two filter system which um of course you know some context will be lost so how do you actually receive information from spirit are you clairvoyant clairaudient all the above a little bit um clear senses i i mainly primarily feel because i i like to feel the connection we can't get possessed your mind can possess you and your fear can possess you, but we can't get um, get possessed by spirit going into our body. So I feel them. So I can feel the shape, taller, shorter, wider, thinner, male, female, get that impression. Um, and I like to get it like that because my mind is always asking and always questioning. I know I can't make that up. Yeah. 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 If it was just in my thought process, I'd be battling all the time with my mind thinking, oh, well, I could have read that. That's a bit obvious. Yeah. That's yeah. just normal. So I get the primary one is the feeling. And take on the the um, attributes and characteristics sometimes, which is lovely. Um, I, remember, I remember years ago it was. I shouldn't laugh. Sometimes it just makes me smile. Um, a lady had come to see me. And I could feel her mother, and we'd had the reading, and I just towards the end, I could feel the presence of her mother getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I said to her, now, I don't want you to worry. I said, but I just want you to sit quiet. I'm going to take, turn the biggest light off, so there's just a small light on. And I said, I'm going to close my eyes, 
but I don't want you to panic. I said, it's just an experiment. Let's see what happens. I didn't tell her what was going to happen. I didn't say your mother's trying to come through. I just reassured her that there was nothing untoward. So I literally gave in to the energy. could feel the lady getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And all I could hear all of a sudden, because I've got my eyes closed, I heard my dining room table fall on the floor. And this lady obviously had stood up and said, that's my mother. And you can't just open your eyes and go, oh, is it? You have to literally, because you're monitoring your own vibration of your own energy of your own physical body all the time. Because who wants to be ill? Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm, <laughs> you can mm. really put yourself out of balance. So I sort of took that time to sort of come back. Um, and when I opened my eyes, bless her, she stood there with a the mouth wide open staring at me as if I got two heads, which I probably did. <laughs> probably <that>. did. <laughs> um, but I thought, well, you're not going to get greater proof than that, are you? Hmm. And she so, was so, thrilled. I mean, she was shocked, but she was thrilled. Yeah, of course. So, so what, what was it? Was it like a transformation? or They call it like a transfiguration. So they would use the energy, my energy, if you like, and then because I had given permission to blend with it. So they, they'll formulate the shape by manipulating my energy. Do you know those metal things that you put your hand in and you get the shape of the hand? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like that, that they've come and they've used, <laughs> this is the metal bit, and they've come and they've stepped in front of me and, and pushed them their way forward. Mm -hmm. It's not 100% so, perfect, but it's noticeable that you can recognise them. Yeah, so so she was literally seeing her mother's face in, in, yeah. your, in your face. Yeah. I can imagine yeah. that would be quite freaky, but also quite quite comforting at the same time. It was both. Yeah. Both. And yeah. obviously, I was going to sort of, Chuck her at the house. We just sat and I explained what it was about and made sure she was all right. But that has happened a few times. It may never happen again. We can't, we can't mm. conjure it up. We can't say, oh, I'm going to do this today. Mm. You know? It depends how I've strong I've seen it done on other people as well, which is fabulous when you're watching it. Yeah. That, that's, I must admit, that is one thing I would be very interested to go to is, is a seance or a, a physical mediumship demonstration. But I, I, th I wonder if I would be just very... Uh, it'd feel very eerie you know but I, I don't know i think it'd be fascinating to see as a just to have that experience well everything is an experiment and everything is exploration isn't it mm. and if you went once and you thought well that was the first time don't be put off go you know if you're reputable people and you get invited because a lot of those are private places mm. private circles mm. And, and because you, you've got the same people sitting, they literally building an energy week after week, religiously. And um, until you get to the point you think, well, okay, I did see something. It's opened my mind, but I'm still on the fence with it. Mm -hmm. Indeed. I think that's, that is the best way to be, you know, acknowledge that something's happening. Don't mm. discount it and just be willing to explore mm. it. So I suppose you, something that a lot of people will think, um, is where when you say like I you get the sensation you get the sensations you feel you know tactily you feel these spirits come through and you feel um, taller or shorter or wider or skinnier yeah. or whatever yeah. people will think well how because you're you're still in your body so how how does yeah. that how do you sense being taller or shorter you know well it's or, all based on energy yeah so what I mean it must be difficult to describe subjectively yeah. but can, can you describe kind of how it feels for example to be taller when you get that well it just feels taller <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's almost yeah. like I'm, I'm sitting 
in my chair like I am now, mm-hmm. but energetically I can feel my body going like this. I haven't physically moved, but I can feel my body going like that, and I might feel my shoulders go back. I've got a very, you know, a military-type gentleman with me because I want to take on that position, if you right. like. So, so it almost feels as if kind of the sensations that we naturally have in the shoulders when we pay attention to it just kind of yeah. is suddenly up here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I physically so, yeah. haven't moved, but yeah. I feel as I have. And the same if it's shorter. I can feel almost like I'm shrinking, but I haven't mm-hmm. moved. Mm-hmm. And the same if I have a different shaped body, like sometimes, you know, um, people who are perhaps more comfortable in their build, I almost feel my arms going out as if I need the room mm-hmm. <laughs> to allow for the extra weight. But I haven't actually done that with my arms. I just mm. feel it. And the other um, senses is um, the hearing. And it's not like somebody's talking in my ear. It's like a thought that comes in your mind. And that's where um, a lot of mediums, when they're training, get a real struggle because you hear it in your own voice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're always thinking, mm-hmm. oh, it's my head, it's my mind, it's my thoughts, but it's actually not. <laughs> yeah. And seeing is like a projected in- image in your mind. I call it sensing seeing. So it's like a projected image in your mind. And it may be just one little thing or a part of something. It's not like if I saw a person, somebody, I, descri- I can describe them and they could show me the photograph and I'll think, well, that wasn't what I was seeing. But I've just described exactly what's on the photograph. That yeah. I, in my mind, I aren't seeing it exactly the same. Mm. So it sounds very similar to the phenomena of, of remote viewing, which is a more... Remote kind of... viewing is very interesting, actually, because, mm. yes, you can, you know, th- there are people, I mean, um, who actually do practice that. And uh, in the war, they they were well-known to have mm. units that would do that. That's right. Yeah, it was... Uh, so Russia it was an... and America were doing it as well. There's no, no knowledge, so the care of the people who were undertaking it, because they weren't fully informed of what it is, um, the care of their well-being wouldn't have been there. So, unfortunately, no. it was detrimental to quite a few of them. Mm. So, so you meant, Yeah. So you mentioned that, I'd imagine, very much like me, you, you like evidence and you like to you know have solid proof that what you're yeah. doing is genuine what can, can you give any examples i mean uh, from from our own reading i can give one example you know you, you told me when i was telling you about ty our little boy that passed away and when he was wetting himself because he was old and and we always get this smell of, of urine kind of but you know it's ty coming up and yeah. mum smelled him a lot more than me and you, you said to me you know within the next two weeks he will he will come and you will get the you'll get this smell I didn't, but I think it was like a day before that two-week time period. So I was kind of, I wasn't looking for it, but I was aware of the timeline just so I could. Mm. And um, I think it was like a day or two before that time period was up, mum got it for the first time in months. Somebody has sensed him since he passed. Mm -hmm. Somebody's actually sensed him, so he's still around. Mm. And the thing with pets... From a spiritual perspective, if we have loved them individually, we create their own soul. So they will be an individual spirit that will still be attached to the family. If it is a herd animal, they go to a group soul. Mm -hmm. But by the love that we put on them as individuals, we literally keep them as individuals. Mm. 
And I heard that um, given out in trance very several years ago. And I always queried and thought, is it true? Is it true? Until my dog went. And then I realised actually it was because I've lost two dogs. Um, and the way they come back to me <laughs> is almost confirms that. Yeah. You might like to think of him like that because he still would be part of the, part of the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get a smell. Bless him. Did he smell a little bit before we went? Yeah. No, I because I suddenly thought, oh, that smells a bit, <laughs> a bit strong. Um, so he's doing his best to try and give you little bits that you can accept to let you know I am all right. Mm-hmm. And I actually was very, very grateful when I passed. Yeah, yeah. We get the odd um, smell of urine because obviously he was incontinent at the end. Yeah, yeah. So he he was very grateful. And like I said, whether you took him to the vets, you've only got a day in it. That he would have gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he was. Him. Yeah. We were, we were fortunate. We uh, he was put down at home, on his bed. Yeah. 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 Bless him. So he's very relieved about that, because yeah. it took him took him seconds to go. Mm. Didn't it? Mm. All right. Bless him. A lot of it was his age, but he did have things wrong with him as well, because he had more than one thing wrong with him. Yeah. But it's important that he keeps saying, I wasn't in pain like people thought because people worried that I was. I was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I couldn't quite understand what was going on. I just knew I was a bit like this. And he just made me drop my head and feel heavy and lethargic, shall we say. And to prove, I said, said to him, now, obviously, give me this information, but we know Joel, he, he likes to have proof. And he said, tell him I'll come back within the next two weeks. He will smell that smell again. Don't have to look for it. It will come and you'll go, oh, hang on. This is his way of saying it was me. And this is a way. Don't look out for that. Yeah. Don't, you don't even have to look out for it. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise your brain will start smelling it. <laughs> I know that sounds okay, odd. Just happen, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, you know, you might get a smell and might make it think it's that. And it's like, no, just wait. It will just come unexpectedly. So I and that that was pretty interesting because although you said that I would, I, I interpret that that message that came from Ty was meant more for Mum because he mm. was much closer to her than he was. I mean, we were all very. He was the special. He was the special boy. You know, but mm. he was mum's. I'm sure he's one of mum's soulmates. You know, so mm. and that that was interesting because she hadn't had a, a smell of him for months, and then within mm. that two two week period, as you said, it came through. Now that could have been. Suggestions, that I'm always but, asking for verification because certain things we cannot prove. No, certain things we are get we give, um, but we can't actually prove it. So I always ask, you know, we want some verification here to validate mm. what you just passed on to me. Indeed, there's no good saying, for example, what you've just said that you're going to get that uh, that smell, pleasant as it is. Not it, it um, is it, it's horrible as it is when it's when it's associated to someone yeah. you love. It's you, nice. You've, to got, you, you've got to put a time frame on it. You say mm. it's no good be saying, "Oh, you're going to smell it," because you could say ten years down the road and yeah. think, "Oh yeah. yeah, I did," and it's like, "Oh, I yeah. forgot that." Well, that's no good, is it? It's got to mm. be relevant. It's got to be sort of almost backing things up all the time. Mm. And I, I did, when you said that, I did kind of take some precautions because I, I, my immediate thought was going to be, 
suggestion. That's just kind of where my mind goes to. If I have that message, I'm going to... But I purposely didn't tell mum about that message. Yeah. And I said I wasn't going to tell mum about that for the two weeks. And, of course, she she smelled him. And then I said afterwards, you know, Carol said it was going to be... Ty was going to come to me, but I, I, I think it was for you. And the fact that I didn't tell her kind of tells me there's no way it could be suggestion. And the fact that she hadn't smelt him in, in months beforehand mm. it's again that's kind of a, a coincidental depth that would be quite difficult to to reason it could mm. be but it, yeah. it, there's a lot but of i know where, you right. go, where you're going and where you're coming from with that because you, you have to be very careful because you know there is a form of um there is a form of psychology in this because <laughs> mm. there just is mm-hmm. um I don't think that's the word I was looking for, but um, the psychological well-being of a person, as you rightly know, you, if I say that, it's going to plant it in their mind. They're going to look for it, and they could conjure it up because they could conjure it up and believe yeah. it's happened. So yeah. you have to be really, really careful. And we, we are, as mediums, very responsible for the, the well-being of the recipient that we are working with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are certain rules and regulations. I know that we haven't got a governing body that, um, or a license in in this, in this, in as much that governs all psychics and mediums. But there are a lot of very good workers out there, and they are very ethical, and they are all doing their best. Mm. But at the same token, as with any other profession, because it is a profession, there are some really, really bad ones. <laughs> Absolutely. Really just get a little bit of information and grasp onto it or they don't go into it. You have to go into the information sometimes. You know, I somebody came to me once, um, I was doing a charity event. She came in, I was just giving a quarter of an hour reading and uh, did the reading. It's all very pleasant, quite happy. And I said many questions and she said, uh, well, I was told years and years ago that I was going to die when I was 42. And I just looked at her and I said, pardon? She said, well, I'm 42 and I've been living in fear ever since. Mm. Well, luckily enough, I've given her enough information that negated that sentence for a start. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. Now, if I'd have done it afterwards, she would have thought I was just trying to make her feel better. Yeah. Yeah, so I just indeed. said to it, were you not listening to her? I said, no, I'll explain to you. Not knocking they ever worker. They may have just seen a dark space in their mind. They may have got to a point where everything just cut off and went blank. Now, as a trained medium, as any other reputable worker, you don't just stop and think, oh, I don't like the look of that. Why am I why am I seeing that? What does it mean? What is it telling me? So you're asking all these questions all the time in your head to get understanding. Mm. So when we have traumatic events in our life, well, of course, it's going to look a bit grey or a bit dull, isn't it? It could mean you completely change direction in your life. It could mean mm. many things. Because mm. so it's symbolism. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's literally push push past the boundary. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, you have to push past it because you've got to make sure that your client is cared for. Yeah. But indeed. also has to be honest. Yeah. It's a difficult thing to uh, 
balanced to gauge, I'm sure. My dad had a similar experience to the lady you were saying. He was, um, he, he's never believed in psychics. I mean, he thinks they're all frauds, still does, I think. Although he's more open to it since um, he had some weird paranormal experiences, but even so. And uh, he was born in 1966, the year England won the World Cup. Oh, um, yes. In football or, <laughs> or soccer for American people. Uh, um and he went to a went to a medium. I think sometime. Well, obviously, sometime after that, he wouldn't have gone when he was a baby. But um, and she said, "Well, you were born on the on the year England won the World Cup, and the next year that England won the World Cup is the year you're going to die." So, of course, every time the World Cup's on and England are doing all right, <laughs> he gets starts to get a bit nervous. Even though he doesn't really believe it, it he still gets a bit nervous that they're going to win, and then that's going to be the end of his life. Uh, so, I, I can see kind of how that kind of prognosis, so to speak, would. Um, would cause some concern for those who really do believe. That's disgraceful. That's actually disgraceful to say that to somebody. Mm. Yeah. If you are asked direct, I was asked by a lady absolutely completely direct to my face once, again, another charity evening. And um, that makes me sound precious, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, And she literally said, "Um, will I be here next next year? Will I be a past? And I hadn't been long working um, publicly so I asked mentally asked my team is this appropriate mm. because I will either have to say I'm not being told or uh, it's not something I do or whatever and um, I was told quite clearly no you can tell her she needs to know because she needs to know so we carried on um, it's not as easy as just saying oh yes of course you are you got to get some evidence. You've got to get something. I said, well, you give me something that's down the road past this year mm. that, you know, we can validate. Verify. Yeah. And I remember thinking afterwards, my God, I was like like, like this, you know, sweating a bit. And uh, I thought, oh, God. And it was all, she was all sort of loosely on my mind. And I went to um, the Alpha Findy College once and this lady came up to me and she said you don't remember me do you and I said no so this was two years later and she said uh, I was the one who asked you that she said I had cancer and uh, she said uh, I'm all right now she looked completely hmm. different her hair was different she, she looked great yeah yeah so um, from a personal point of view it was like oh that's nice then that settled that mm, <laughs> it wasn't about absolutely. me going yippee i've got it right it was more like i keep worrying about her so i hope i got mm. it right you know indeed yeah and, and you, you know you never know given that message that yes you will be even without that validation i suppose just that message if that came with other evidence that gave her the the yes. comfort that yeah. what you were doing was genuine that that yeah. is even just yeah. that knowledge or that belief that she was going to still be here might have positively influenced because there's a lot of, of research especially with things like the um, chinese no medicine clinics that uh, my friend Lindy was telling me about that see, uh, allegedly are able to you know reverse cancer just by believing or living as if it's not there yeah yeah and completely that agree with it. not, not going to be in every case but I agree no. with you completely on see, that see that that is something I am extra skeptical of mainly because I've never actually looked into it fully and of course from the kind of from the epidermis of it it looks a bit impossible <laughs> I suppose medically speaking but if if you know it seems to happen, and we know that the placebo effect can how powerful that can be, and it yeah. seems that the effect is there, then clearly you know suggestion and belief can have some influence over your physical body, which would make sense if it is yeah. if we're talking in terms of energies. Yeah, you're quite right. Absolutely, I saw somebody years ago before I even knew about this work, 
um, my children were small, I worked with this older lady, her husband had um, diabetes and she used to come in every time I saw her and say, oh, I, I took a test. And I said, well, why are you taking a test? You haven't got it. And she came in this one day and I'd never seen anybody look quite so satisfied to say that they were ill. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I, I've got it now. I thought, oh, God, you've just given yourself that. Yeah. So if it can do that, why couldn't it be in reverse? I must give you afterwards the name of a very dear friend of mine who um, is a healer and has had some very good results. Oh, that'd be great. And he if works it's... with a, a spirit doctor called Dr. Manners. That sort of stuff does fascinate me because, again, then it comes down to the science of, well, what actually are we? Because yeah. then that implies that we are far more than just, you know, bags of meat, as as mm -hmm. most people have you believe. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, when you start to look at that, you start to look at energy, you start to look at different bodies and different philosophies. And, and then that rolls over to, how, well, then how does mediumship work? And mm -hmm. it all connects together. And, you know, diving into that sort of thing philosophically is, is quite fascinating, really. And then people sort of say, oh, well, I had healing, didn't do any good. Well, sometimes it doesn't because it's not meant to. Mm. And sometimes it has to work in conjunction with the medical profession. Let's not be deluding ourselves here and saying, oh, well, I'm not going to get this checked out. Or I've been and they've told me I got this, so I'm going to go to a healer. Let's not be silly here. Mm. Work in conjunction sensibly. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Get the healing as well. Yeah, use the healing as a as a supplement, supplementary kind of medicine. Yeah. yeah, I think when when people talk about healing, energetic healing, spiritual healing, they immediately think of the the um you know, the faith healers who put yeah. their hands on your shoulder and say that the spirit of Christ will come into this person, and I think that has kind of tarnished the the actual science behind exactly. energy work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it, it's a case of being, a, we call it like just be an open channel. You're working with an unconditional love. And I accentuate the difference between emotional love and unconditional love, because we all know what emotional love can do. It just gives us all problems. But mm -hmm. unconditional love is when you can literally dig into a part of yourself that you, you aren't there. You're, you're not steering it. You're not saying, I want this or making demands. You are literally giving. And you leave yourself as an open channel and then allow that energy and ask for what is, again, it's what is right for this person, not what you want for them, what is right for this person. And whatever label that you call it, whether you call it, you know, God or mammon or the tree at the bottom of the garden, it doesn't matter. It's the intent where you're coming from mm. that helps the power of it. The whole of your own being and your own spirit will talk to you. I'm sure that you yourself, Darren, have gone down to do something or made a decision and you've made it with your brain and everything in your body is going, no, I don't think that's right, but you're not listening to me. Mm. Mm. And you go down the road, you turn left instead of right, and it's like, why didn't I listen? I knew I had to turn turn right. Yeah. I know yeah, that's indeed. silly, but it's it's just about here, listen to you. You've got all your knowledge that mm. you need. Believe in your truth, Darren. It's not about other people. Mm. It's not what mm. other people believe. It's not how other people perceive you or see you. It's about you believing in your truth based mm. on your life, based on yeah. who you are and, mm -hmm. and the light that you are that you carry. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, everybody, as you say, there there are as many different paths in life as there are people on the planet because everybody's their own existence in and of themselves now everybody's their own universe 
So I think trying to standardise everything makes things difficult. Yeah, my favourite quote at the moment is when I came across a couple of weeks ago and it says, be yourself because everybody else is taken. Mm. Mm. It's pretty good, isn't Very it? True. So I'm going to actually get it printed and put it on the wall so people can see it and remind That's themselves. That's a good idea. That's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. And I think, again, you know, this is where issues arise with, with um, let's say, standardised, organised kind of belief systems and things because it doesn't take into account that everybody's their own person, yeah. you know, especially it's, it's bad in politics, especially at the moment in the US where it's, if you're left or right, you're my enemy. Whereas 99% of people are going to be somewhere in the middle with their own nuances. And it shows you how, how classifying yourself into a certain identity, a certain group will naturally mean that there's an enemy. Whereas in reality, that's just in, in your head because everybody's different have different beliefs in different things and it just causes division and i think that's why we're seeing a lot of issues in the world and it's a shame so if if, you know some of these spiritual understandings can make their way into most people's lives it will a lot of that should go you you will see that a lot of people in in the profession um and they don't necessarily have to be working mediums but a lot of people who have that I call it a belief. I don't like to call it a religion. I don't like to call it a faith because that looks like blind faith. I call it a belief mm. because most people, that's why I like the spiritualist movement because it that enables you to search you. It enables you to be free to be yourself and form your own judgments. But there is a lot of people who have that thing that sit in circles, that meet regularly and, and do what we call a healing circle. So if you imagine seeing the world and you're looking down on it, can you imagine it would be like the stars in the sky on the earth? There's all these little absolutely genuine, genuine people sending out healing, not for themselves, but for A, for people they know, or for the planet, for the animals. But it is the same level of unconditional love that they are trying quietly Mm. because they can't stand on a soapbox. They don't want to go into politics. They don't want to put their head above the radar so that everybody can point fingers at them. But they'll sit there with the absolutely truest intent to keep a balance and keep the light, as we call it, from being put out. Yeah, and it's certainly, you know, the the planet and the ecosystems, the animals really do need it at the moment, the way that the, the climate's being affected and the way the corals are dying off and deforestation, things like that, it certainly does need some kind of positive influence over it. Mm. You know, I mean, you're talking about human nature all the time, isn't it? People don't like to put their head above the parapet. My father used to say, the person who shouts aloud is people will follow. And in a sense, he's right, isn't he? Because they won't think until they go down the road a little bit longer and then they think it's like, oh, I don't want to take control. I don't want to be in charge. I'll just follow them along. Mm. Yeah. I'm very understanding. If everybody so. sort of stood up, we might have anarchy even more than what we've got. So again, it's about balance. And it is. Be... Everything is about you know. Everything is balance at the end of the day. You know, everything down to your diet is about balance. If yeah. you have one t- too much of one thing, it'll end negatively in ultimately mm. on whatever but scale. It's a good job that, that we're only doing the top half, then, isn't it? Because you know, <laughs> <laughs> I put a fair <laughs> bit of weight on in COVID. Oh, that's all right. I'm sure most people, are. I, I seem to be medically unable to put on weight. Uh, no matter what <laughs> I do, 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I need some. I tell you, it's, it's, I was uh, I, I was at eight stone at, at one point, quite recently, and I'm I'm five foot ten, so I was clinically quite significantly underweight. I put a couple stone on recently, so I think my diet's improved. Must have done since mm. then. But yeah, I don't know. Just genes. It's the fun of genes. I'm, I'm sure once I hit 40 plus... Combination. Plus, combination. Mm. Like you say, you suffer from anxiety and stress. And you've got IBS. Yeah. Well, that's not going to be helpful, is it? No, certainly losing a lot more than I'm putting in, unfortunately. Well, not so much now. It seems to be all right at the moment, but touch wood. Mm. But uh, yeah, my dad's always said, yeah, it's in our genes. We, we're all skimpy and twiggy up until we hit 40. Then suddenly, <laughs> you know, but we'll see. <laughs> Well, you've got a way to go yet. You see, meditation yeah. could be very beneficial for for stress, and mm. it's well known. Proper proper meditation. You don't have to sit there for an hour, you know, contemplating your navel. But you know, sometimes just five minutes sitting, just and just sitting quiet, and allowing your body to relax. Mm. You mentioned intention. And a lot of people will say, "Well, how can you wanting?" This is how they'll interpret. How could you wanting something? affect reality you know so have you ever had any thoughts about how that works oh so it's, it's manifestation they all call it isn't it yeah i have a friend of mine i have a friend of mine and i wonder how she manages to live the way she does because if you looked at it from a practical sense and a material sense she shouldn't be having about three holidays a year. She shouldn't be driving this big flash car. She shouldn't have a roof over her head and wearing all of these nice clothes. I am delighted for her. And I said to her, how do you do it? She said, because I believe it. And she believes it like a stick of rock. Mm. And it's not that she's taken it off of anybody else. She literally has that complete and utter belief that it's perfectly all right for her to actually set the intention of She's going to have that car. Okay, she's paying for it, but she's going to have it. Mm-hmm. She hasn't sat there worrying about it. She hasn't sat there doing the bank balance and you know juggling this and not paying that. Yeah, she completely, absolutely believes. Now I try and do that. I'll be quite honest. I try and do that, but I know that there's a thought underneath that is going. Yeah, it might not. Yeah, it's exactly the same so for me. So I negate it, yeah. you see. Yeah, so I've all got all the, uh, I know all the answers and I'll be pushing for it, but I know me and I know that I'll negate it because I don't fully believe. No, I, I find exactly the same thing. Under everything, there's always that doubt that, yeah, you know, come on, let's go back to reality. Just wanting something to happen isn't going to make it happen. And um, there's the lost gospel i think it's the lost gospel of thomas that talks about this isn't it and when they talk about prayer they're effectively talking about the law of attraction where to, to manifest something you simply sit you know i think was it they did it in nepal or something he was talking about i can't remember but they would you know sit together or individually and just not simply which is where it's misunderstood not simply kind of want it to happen or imagine wouldn't it be nice if but they feel themselves in that position as if it's already happened yeah so yeah. in the term, in the case of your friend because she's living as if you know this is always going to be here I, I can do this i can do that she's feeling as if it's present all the time yeah. Yeah. and not feeling as if you know well what's going to happen when i run out of money what's going to happen because that's not ever going to happen because i i know that because i can i'm living that now even though yeah. it's not physically here and that seems to be a very powerful effect. I think they did. I think they even did studies on that. Maybe not. Maybe it was just an anecdotal thing. But in um, the monks in Tibet or something like that, and that's what they do. 
And that was written in the Lost Gospel of Thomas from the Bible, I believe. I mean, there's that saying, isn't there? Let go and let God. Mm. And it's amazing how you just sort of go, oh, yeah, right then. <laughs> and it literally, yeah. and yeah. as long as you don't mess it up yourself, as long as you don't try to be clever, you go with that flow, as I call mm. it. It's surprising. I, I, I like to say to people sometimes, have you never practiced it with the car bargain space? And of course, they all go, what, what, what? And I said, I've got a 98% record of success on the car bargain space. It's a good, it's a good, simple way just to practice it. So before I set out on the journey and I know where I'm going, or I might know the road or the area, and I will just send the thought out in my mind, oh, thanks for providing the car parking space when I arrived. And I always have to put the rider as big big enough for me to get into. This is me reversing. It's okay, but it's not brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and I have literally turned up at midnight if I'd been out working in my street where I used to live. It was um, street parking right outside mm, the S. Mm. And I would drive down the road and think, oh, not a space. And I could get down and all of a sudden a car would pull out, <laughs> leave it. And I would go, that's clever. That's absolutely clever. <laughs> so that's why I say 98% success rate because I see that I do believe because I know it's going to happen. So I completely believe that. Yeah, I don't think indeed. to myself, oh, I hope there's going to be one. And then yeah, and I, but I suppose that the more success you get, the more yeah. convinced you are that it's the effect. So therefore, the more, yeah. and it's, it's a, um, uh, I, I, I never get this word. A, yeah, it's, it's an ongoing effect. It's uh, cum cumulative. Yeah, whatever. Yes. Um, yeah. I often wonder about that, though. How does that affect others, other people's lives that would need to be involved? So if your intention is to find a car parking space, what would then trigger that person to have to leave at that specific moment, you know? Or um, if you think, you know, I, I want to be rich or whatever, or, or even, you know, not just think that, but do what we're saying, you know, really believe it and then become yeah. rich. What about, you know, what does that mean for the for the person that, lost out on money because that's gone to you you see what i mean and what about their yeah, I know intentions what, you, know what you're saying yeah you see that that's a different thing because that's a little bit like avarice isn't it and i think that's why i don't work well on that level because if i'm just looking for parking space i'm not pinching off anybody as i mm. said 98 percent success two percent somebody needed it more than me that's fine can live with that. If I get it to a junction and the traffic's going like this, I just send that thought out. Could you make a gap big enough for me to get across the road? <laughs> and I, I perpetually sit there grinning because literally within 30 seconds, either somebody will stop or there's a big gap. Mm. Now, mm. I'm happy with that, but I would find if I was doing it for money, as much as we say, well, I would like that. Um, I think there's an element of avarice there. So as a human yeah. being personally myself, I find that I don't work very well on that level mm -hmm. you're not taking it from somebody else there is an abundance of energy in this world and i like to say it's more about universal energy rather than the mediumship when we're talking to an intelligence yeah because the universal energy is it either is or it isn't it's a straightforward mm. it's a positive mm. or a negative mm -hmm. so i suppose so, yeah, getting into that, there's, there's an argument, isn't there, about mediumship and the, the information that comes through. I mean, uh, well, there's, there's the argument that it's all nonsense, but ignoring that, for the, the side that um, believe, the argument is, is it an actual intelligence? Is it the person that is 
still an individual themselves with their own thoughts and their own mind and their own memories of their life coming through or is it the so-called super psi where you're reading or in fact there's three where you're reading from the person's own consciousness with the illusion that it's someone else but also is it that there is it that you're accessing some central database akashic record of information it's not actually the individual so it's kind of a three-way possibility what's your thoughts on those theories yeah as i said earlier on because i feel spirit i know i'm speaking to these people i know that (laughs) you Mm. know i mean as i said it was just in my mind then i would be having a battle So this is where we, because as, as a trainer in, the, in this work, I try to get uh, my students to A, understand what they feel like, as in them physically. And then we go on to what does our intuition feel like? And then we go on to what is psychic. Now, psychic is connecting to people's energy. And that is where you are reading the energy around a person, around an item. So you're connecting. So you're quite right on that level that you are reading what has already been there. Mediumship is receiving. And there's where the difference is. It's a very, it's a subtler vibration. There's a, a, a knowing and a feeling that comes with it because that's the thing with mediumship. When a person's loved one comes through, there's a lot of emotional feeling with it. And because of the amount of love that brings them, irrespective of the relationship they've had, in the physical world because to make that link there has to be a loving link there mm-hmm. and i know some people would decry that and some people say oh yeah but i've met these bad peoples in spirit world well fine so have i but i could get into a whole nother conversation about that <laughs> well i've so, certainly got time <laughs> <laughs> well you normally would find that you know if i've been to do what i call a clearing and I'm made aware of, of something. I will make a connection to the um, the spirit in the house. It may not be re- a relative of the person, but I would literally, if they made themselves known, I would ask them, "Hey, who are you? What are you doing? And do you need some help?" Because we have to again. These are people who are the same people. They have fear. They have shame. They have guilt. Mm. They're going to experience all those emotions. And they may pass in the spirit world and think, well, and, and be of a religious mindset that it makes them think they're not worthy to go mm. wherever they think they're going. Yeah. So, so, so I suppose they even... are drawn still the earth's energy. So they stay around the earth's energy more. Mm. So I suppose even though they have passed on, say, if it's a, if it's a human being that's passed on, because we know that animals are the same in a different way but, but if, if a human passes on they're still very much human at that time in the sense yeah. that they've still got their own mind and their own emotions to deal with and their own belief yeah. systems which can be quite devastating i'm sure because you know after we go i'd imagine from what i understand the the environment that one experiences is very much malleable by one's own beliefs and mindset and and desires etc so if mm. they find themselves in you know if they died believing they're going to hell they could very likely find themselves in a hell-like environment yeah. and believe that they'll be there forever which I'd imagine would, would, would ruin the mood of anybody in particularly. Yeah, and some people don't want the Passover. I, I, when I've been to places, I will ask them, do you need help? If they say yes, I'll go through the process I do um, with my team to, to help that come about. Um, but sometimes they'll say no. So in that case, I, I will just simply say to them, well, you can't stay here. You must go to the level of um, spiritual attainment that you've reached, that you will leave mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're upsetting these people. 
Yeah, absolutely. So what, what's your thoughts on things like, um, we hear a lot in, in popular culture, things like exorcisms and mm. um, demonic possessions and things. And there are, you know, f- there is footage around of, of people that apparently seem to be in these states that do need wow. um, exorcisms. What are your thoughts on, on how that works? The mind is a powerful tool, is it not? Mm. So you you believe it's a matter of psychology as opposed to genuine, yeah. I do, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I have actually seen somebody who, at the instant when it was occurring, I actually thought they were possessed. And me and a colleague were literally holding him down on the floor, and he was blaspheming, and and I was like, oh my god. And I actually started saying the Lord's Prayer because I thought, well, it's not mm. very good, is it? Started mm. being a bit worried. And then, um, anyway, afterwards, in the next day, I thought, when reality comes in, you thought, that was him. But he looked as if he was possessed. He was literally rolling on mm. the floor mm. and speaking gibberish. Um, yeah, other uh, things I mean, I've seen a little bit similar has made me come to that conclusion, the psychological mm. effect. People say, well, I've had cuts and scratches and I've been taken over by aliens. And I just, depending on the person, I think there is some um, word for it, and I'm sorry I'm not intelligent enough to know, where you can, scratches and marks can appear on your body <laughs> that have been not by, by aliens or other people, but by yourself mm, mm. But the, the, I, I couldn't go down that road because i haven't explored it but i, I actually no, yeah that will i believe yeah it. i am of a similar mindset although i as you say i admit that i i just don't know some of them do seem very interesting especially when you have like young girls of like five or six who suddenly start talking in a male adult voice and that sort of thing that is interesting or start speaking in an entirely different language and you start to think mm-hmm. well can is this maybe more than psychology i don't know but for the most vast majority yeah absolutely i think yeah, and I mean, there have been instances where people have said that they've um, related a past life. Now, that's a different thing altogether, like when you're talking about children, because to me, that mm. is a different thing to explore. I don't put that in the same bracket as somebody who is um, feeling demonically possessed. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that that's a whole other field of, of evidence that suggests yeah. there's more to it. Yeah. And again, it, it's marrying all these things together. But what, what are your thoughts generally on demons as an entity as believed um, because many have you see it on youtube which is um you know the the a plus quality of evidence but um you see people on youtube who go into these houses and have these things thrown around and hear demonic things on evp recordings and then come back and even some genuine you know genuine forms of evidence of, of parapsychological studies that have suggested that demonic hauntings and demonic entities do seem to inhabit certain places or certain things, um, mm. the old Annabelle doll and things like that. What are mm. your thoughts on on that kind of category of, of being? <laughs> Have you got a couple of those? Um, <laughs> there is always the exception, because there is always an exception of things that we cannot explain, right? That's the thing with mediums. They, people think we have all the answers for everything, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> But say, for example, mm. 
something happened or a trauma has happened in an area or around this doll or something like that that has freaked somebody out. So the energy is set, so that's where psychically people can feel it, believe it's real, can communicate and connect with it. So that person had the first experience, and then that person believed it and felt something a little bit similar because they felt it. So, well, that's compounded it, hasn't it? So that's beginning to start to be true. And then that person's got involved and said, oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, I felt that because it wants to be part of the crowd. Mm -hmm. And then that person, and before you know it, we've got a myth that is created that can actually be something that people will feel is completely and utterly real. And in a way, we're we're cycled right back to manifestation and and believing things into reality. So it all kind of ties together, which would make sense. get muddled up with the words ghost and spirit. Oh, this place is haunted. Well, I've been to places like that. Um, we've got one in the area where I live. It is worldwide well-known. It was the loveliest place I've been to. It was hysterical, actually. Um, nothing scary about it at all, but I'm not going to name it because they obviously mm. make a living at it. So that's up to them, isn't it? <laughs> mm, mm. But, but you see, there is a difference. A ghost is an imprint, like a scar in the energy. It's like a stamp that's been put there. And what I was just explaining just now, you know, an incident happened, people believed it, they've added to it, other people have added to it. Before you know it, people will feel that cold, that see that person walking down without the head. People, it's it's manifested itself in the energy. That's mm. a ghost. It does not interact with you. But you can read the information. Mm-hmm. From the the spirit original. is an intelligence that interacts with you and will answer you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It does, yeah. It's completely two different things, and yet people think it's the same. And that that would be, I suppose, the same kind of idea for poltergeist activity, kind of manifested yeah. into reality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't decry. There's always exceptions. I've been to, I have been to somewhere where we borderline on a, a succubus and an incubus that was building up quite, but it was all generated from the situation in the home mm. and what was going on in the home that literally, it's like a magnet, will draw that more negative, will draw, you know. Mm. And so, you know, in, in a way, it's almost as if it's a, an overhead projector people don't do we have them in schools anymore we used to have an overhead projector kind of projecting this image from someone's yeah. mind and belief into yeah. reality yeah yeah, yeah. and um, then hmm. it's like you know if you're with a, a friend and you just get a sense perhaps they're not feeling too good or a bit down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can be sitting there for half an hour and then you can still start feeling the same as them to be honest oh yeah I, I get that a lot with them um, yeah. well I kind of I got it enough where I could recognise it with my dogs. When mm. I started feeling a bit ill or whatever, or a bit clogged up in the in the stomach, which could have been the IBS. I've had it for God knows how long. But whenever I kind of start to feel a bit sick or whatever, quite often, not all the time, but quite often, later mm. that day, Ty or Omi would be throwing up, and it turns out they've eaten something, or or we get a call yeah. from from my aunt saying my nan's got some sort of stomach bug. Mm. Um, so I, I I did. I've often wondered whether that is some kind of empathic connection or whether that's just coincidental because it's happened it's happened at least about it's happened infrequently enough where I could believe it's coincidental. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. I mean, we, we talk in our, our work, and when I'm training, I talk about um, knowing your own energy, keeping it balanced and clean and putting protection around you. So when I talk about protection, I'm not talking about protecting yourself from the spirit world. I'm talking about protecting energy around you, you know, making you feel off kilter. Mm. <laughs> and when you do that, then because you absolutely, it takes a long time to get there. When you know that, you actually then recognise and you can tell what area and how you're working. You can mm. actually say, oh, I'm getting this psychically or I'm receiving this mediumistically. And that's really important mm. for anybody who's working because they then have what I call stuff in their toolbox that they can work with if you, if you get a bit stuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems that it, it's very difficult for some people to, to be able to do that. And for other people, it comes a second nature. I mean, I've, I mean, I think you you mentioned that I could certainly do this work. If you see things flying around, by the way, it's not orbs; it's flies. They're going for my bananas. Um, but, uh, I couldn't see it. No, it's just, I can see it. Just kind good. of coming. Um, but you, I know you mentioned in the reading that I I could definitely do this work, and yet I have never really been sensitive to anything that I'm aware of whereas others are immediately sensitive and some will never be, although it's inherent in, in all of us. So I wonder, why is it? What is it in some people that's preventing that work from or that experience from being available to them? Well, I, I, I believe everybody can do this because we've all got senses. This is, it's like I explained to you, I think, you know, everybody can paint a picture of some sort. Some will be, you know absolutely a Mona Lisa and some will be a stick stick person but we can all do that now with perpetual practice you can improve on that and that's the same as in mediumship if you explore it if you keep an open mind all right and and just don't accept anything if it doesn't make sense don't accept it until you feel confident that it's a, this knowing I keep talking about. It's like, I know that piece of information is right. I can see that my client doesn't understand it, but I actually know it's right because I recognize these feelings that tell me that it's right. I'm not forcing mm. it. I'm not being stubborn. I have a knowing because I have learned and I have put in absolutely years and hours. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about generally of dedication because it requires that and development and been open-minded enough to say oh right okay well i misunderstood that this might be a better way of doing it oh mm -hmm. this makes more sense to mm -hmm. me so you've got to be open enough to be honest one of the greatest yeah. um uh, compliments i ever had was from several people that they said i was honest and i said i'll take that yeah, indeed, and that that did come to mind as well when you gave me mm. your reading, my reading, because mm. one thing with mediums, it's always a warning sign. Is you say I don't understand that, and then they'll say move on to something else immediately, and say, oh, well, let's disregard that. But with, with you, there was one I can't remember what it was, but it was one thing that I didn't understand, and I still I still don't. I did ask Mum about it. I can't remember what it was, but you said no. I'm, when I said no, that doesn't make sense. You said no. I'm adamant. This is right. This is for you. This is something you're not getting. And the fact mm. that, you know, that you were... Your instinct and your intuition will be invaluable to you. And as you go along in that next three years when you're doing that, that's when the other things that you want in your life, because you do like travel, and you like to explore, I'm being told. It's great. No, I'm not, I'm not mm. changing that. 
because it's like it's not like going around the, the world or thing it's like when you go away when you go on holiday you like to have stuff that you can see it's got to be interesting so if you're not aware of spirits even if you don't understand it i'd be very very surprised Right. So when I talk about somebody being sensitive, I don't mean soft and weak. I mean somebody who is aware. Their their senses are like their antenna are always on the alert. Mm -hmm. Right. And that also goes with that quick quick thinking of you. And almost I'm smiling because it's almost like when you would have been at school, <laughs> you you would have felt that some of the teachers were talking rubbish and were a little bit idiots. So your intelligence. No, I'm not changing and that, and I know you're the yeah, face. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult to remember so far. Uh, so far uh, back, I suppose. But I well, did... you're so old. <laughs> yeah, I know. Almost thirty, <laughs> for goodness' sake. But yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you know that you were adamant with that point, despite I didn't understand it, told me that if if you were a fraud or a cold reader, you would be moving on from that because you'd be going yeah. for more and more hits. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, as you say, your honesty that. did shine I through. I hate that expression. More and more hits. I think it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very e egotistical, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've probably gone slightly off track here. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, about whether you could do it. Well, I've had, and I've been fortunate enough to have quite a lot of students over the years. And they been really really good not all of them but you have to also look at a person's life because they have a right to a life mm. and it is a commitment because it is so not everybody literally wants to work professionally some people are just happy having that knowledge some people it underpins all the holistic work they do and gives a greater depth to it Mm -hmm. Some people are quite happy going on to belong to their local church doing a service a couple of times a year and they're happy with that. Some people just want to be doing readings for their friends. That's fine. All of that's fine as long as they're working in the right way. And yes, of course, some people will be better than others, but it's the same as anything. If you keep learning and you keep trying and you keep persevering, you will get better at it. Mm. Your choice is whether you want to do it. Because, yeah. You, yeah. you know, don't eat a couple of hours before you're going to do a public demonstration, right? Don't do this, don't do that. No, it's not a good idea to be doing that. <laughs> you know, don't drink alcohol until at least an hour afterwards. I mean, that might be over-egging it, but it depends on what vibration. You've got to be looking after you. And mm -hmm. people phone you up at all times of day and night. There's no boundaries. I don't care what you put on your website. Mine says office hours are nine till six. Mm. Well, mm, some people are lovely, and they read it. Other people don't. Other people take the mic and send you false names on emails and stupid things like that. Oh yeah, I met yeah. somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out to be a very nice person. <laughs> oh, good, good. You you talked about that actually. That was interesting because you mentioned to me when. Um, when I said, you know, my actual name's Darren, I'm a researcher of consciousness, things like that, you said, I'm surprised that my spirit team allowed me to do that. So yeah. what, 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 have you had experiences with that before? Normally I get a slight sense of, um, don't touch that with your barge bar. Do you know what mm. I mean? Something that right. 
but I have to explore it. I haven't got my spirit team speaking in my ear all day long, giving me information about what is the right thing to do. Because I, as a person, have to find out for myself in my life path. Mm. You've got two things. When I'm working, I'm connected, and I am working, and I'm working for other people, and I've got all the information that I'm able to access. Mm-hmm. When I'm not working, and I'm disciplined on that, I'm just me. So I often get some people say, I can't believe you've just done that with the work that you do. And I said, well, why not? I'm just just me learning my journey. Mm. Two different things. You, you cannot go around 24-7, completely linked in, and giving messages. And I, I think it's a complete no-no when I hear of people who go up to strangers in the supermarket and say, oh, I saw your granny came in with you. You do have no idea what that person, how it's going to affect them. Mm. Just because you've got a contact doesn't mean to say you have to give it. You have to check first to see if it is the situation is right, if it's appropriate. Yeah. And it may make you look clever, may make you look interesting, but actually, did they ask you? Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Indeed. I said earlier on, there's always the exception. I have been in positions sometimes where my team have come straight in and a situation is developed in front of me where in a normal conversation, as in a normal conversation, I've been able to pass something on to somebody without them even knowing I was being given it them by their, I call them Auntie Mary's, by their loved one in spirit. But, you know... If I just said, well, actually, my darling, I'm a medium and I'm being told this because I've got your mother here and blah, blah, blah. That's about me. That's mm. about me showing off. Mm. So in a mean, normal yeah. conversation, if it is important and it is necessary and the spirit world wish to pass on some help, guidance, support, whatever, to their loved ones, it's almost like, oh, there's the connections. We can see they, they, they'll listen. They, they're in the same place. We can put this together. Mm. And I mm. always ask my team, is it appropriate? Because sometimes we do just get information. And I always say, is it appropriate? Because if it's not appropriate, I ain't opening my mouth. Mm. But Indeed. it would be delivered yeah. in a chatty, normal conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd just be brought up very naturally and without kind of pushing the... They may never know what I what I do. And you'll find a lot of people. I mean, the lady down the street, you know, who has you in for a cup of tea and... <laughs> And a piece of cake because they think you need cheering up. How do we know that they're not working in the same way? They may not know yeah. it, but the, the result and the empathy and the care for mm. their fellow man mm. is still there. I mean, you know, even any anything can really change someone's life without even knowing. I mean, you know, if someone's incredibly depressed and they think all the all the kindness has gone out of, of humanity and you, you go say and pick something off the top shelf that they can't reach for and say, Here you go, have a nice day, that could completely reverse yeah. their their depression in the longer term of the thing. You you don't know. Yeah. It, the smallest of gesture and you do have to question, you know, how, how have I been kind of led in the right place at the right time to do that by something else? Yeah. But of course most of the time then, you'd never know that you've had this effect. But at the end of the day, does it matter as long as it worked? Mm. that's right yeah. really because we yeah. can overthink things and we can't mm. overthink things um, and I mean generally 
I mean, with what you're doing, it's a different thing altogether because you were researching and you're delving and you're trying to. So, but and it's who you are and what you do. Whereas sometimes in normal life, you know, we overthink things. Mm. And I, I've lost count of the time that people said, said to me, "Oh, spirit have told me to do this," and it's like, "Oh, really?" Yeah. I don't think I've ever had my spirit team tell me to do anything actually, mm-hmm. except listen. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. And another good example of that is the um, phenomenon of pareidolia. And I see it a lot on things like Facebook posts and Twitter posts where someone has posted a picture of a cloud or a tree and they said, my dad's come through and they've outlined their dad and it, it's not it's not there. Again, I think that is, that is you know, not so much wishful thinking, but as you say, overanalyzing to try and find something you want to see. And maybe they do see it, maybe they don't, I don't know, but... Well, the brain, again, we go back to the brain. If you look at a blank wall long enough, you will start to see a shape and an image. Because the brain will literally search for the pixelations to put it Mm. into the shape that you recognize. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yes, you can look at the clouds. I can look sometimes and think, oh, I can see my dog's face. Um, Is that my desire or is it just the shape reminds me of him? in my thought Mm. process Mm. if it brings a comfort and not a delusion that's fine but if you act on delusion and then turn around and say spirit told me to do this and look at the mess i'm in don't even go there because no they wouldn't do that to you yeah and then of course that leads on to you having a negative view of spirit and and it just Yeah. yeah. yeah tumbleweed from there we are all spirit and we all have that strength we all have that ability and we have it in a strength within us that yes we might get battered yes it might be i'm going up another mountain and i'm just fed up with it but if we tap into it (laughs) we can get there